Cape Talk. Call Pippa now on 021-446-0567. Right, during my recent coverage of my trip to Antarctica in December, I mentioned that on the very last day there, uh, I did a quick dip in a swimming hole, which literally had to be carved into the ice with an axe that morning. And it was an absolutely incredible experience. It was a very, very short one, in and out in about 20 or 30 seconds for the record. Brutally cold, but also just incredibly exhilarating. And my body felt absolutely amazing afterwards, even with my frozen hair flapping in my face. And I mentioned that, and we suddenly had a flood of messages from you telling us what cold water swimming has done to make you feel better or to help you deal with chronic health challenges or just to boost your mental health. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners are among those who are going for a dip nearly every morning at Dalebrook Pool when it's open or, for example, you know, many other spots. And one of you, for example, wrote in to say how well you sleep if you pour cold water over yourself at the end of a bath. Somebody else wrote in to say it's all about the stimulation of the vagus nerve. That is why there's so many health benefits. Well, I thought today let's ask somebody who really knows his science to talk to us about what is going on in the body when we are immersed in cold water and find out what it is that is making us feel so good. With me in studio is Dr. Sean Gottschalk, who is a director for Med Extreme, a specialist emergency physician who spent a good deal of time working with extreme swimmers in some of the very coldest waters on earth. Uh, Sean, it's great to have you with us. Ah, yeah, it's great to be here. Working with them, have you ever done the swimmers yourself? Mm, I had a couple of quick dips in the <laughs> world champs in Russia, Oof. the short distances, water yeah. was zero, um, but, but I left the long distances a kilometre or so to the professionals. Fair enough, and we've had a few of them in the studio over the years who've told us about what it feels mm, like mm, to be in that water for 20 mm. minutes or so at a stretch. It's, it's another set of skills entirely. Mm. I mean, obviously, swimming we know is good for you generally, Sean. Mm. It's great exercise. It's low impact. It's something you can exactly. do for many, many years. Yeah. Uh, it uses all lots, all sorts of different muscle groups. What is it about swimming in cold water, though, that is so particularly beneficial? So, so cold water, as you said, exercise is good for you. Yep. Um, uh, it makes you feel better. It gets the heart fit. It's good for the lungs. And in water, you're in a different medium. You're not out mm. in the air. So that's already totally different. But in cold water, a lot of different things happen. Yep. So when you go in, you've got to keep warm. So you get this adrenaline surge that Im immediately kind of wakes you up and gives mm. you a bit of a high when you come out the water. And, and your, your, your body has to conserve heat. So it's moving, uh, it's changing the way the blood vessels are working. So you get this vasoconstriction in yep. your arms and legs. So you stop losing heat and all of that warm blood is protected in the core. And that doesn't happen in other sports. The opposite happens. Mm. You, you vasodilate, you sweat. And so, so in this sport, your blood is moving in a very different way. So now your skin and all those blood vessels are getting a workout, essentially. Vasoconstricting, and when you come out, you vasodilate, you move the blood back into the limbs. And, and, and that's totally different to normal sport. So I was actually exercising my skin. I exactly. thought of that. Skin exercise. <laughs> all <laughs> and, I noticed was that I couldn't feel my feet for about <laughs> half an hour afterwards, but there we go. And I mean, that adrenaline surge, obviously, mm. as you say, it, it, it helps your body. I mean, the body effectively is going into a, sort of a form of shock at going... You're under threat. I need to respond. Am I right? In Absolutely. Yeah. You're getting that adrenaline rush, which is a fight or flight response, mm -hmm. especially as a newbie. The more experienced swimmers, this kind of dampens down a bit, but okay. they still get that shock when they go into cold water and they still have to get warm. And, and when you go to a group swim of you know 20 or 30 swimmers at Campsbell, Clifton or one of these places, and you see the swimmers come out the water, they're all buzzing mm. from the adrenaline. They, they're glad they've got exercise, but they get that rush and they get that endorphin rush. 
rush, which is a natural high. Yeah. Um, so you spoke about you know physical health, but it also helps one's mental health. Um, especially we saw this globally during COVID. You know, whole countries were depressed. Mm. Now you go outside, you do sport, you get in cold water, you get this adrenaline rush, you get this endorphin rush, and you feel better. And and what we've seen with these swimmers over the years is they don't just feel better for an hour or two. Um, if, especially if they're doing it three, four times a week, they feel better generally, which mm-hmm. isn't fully understood. But we know that a lot of the swimmers who, who do have mental health issues, they're on antidepressants, all of that sort of thing, it's all being reduced and, and they, their mental wow. health state does get better. Would it, for example, be beneficial? I mean, is anybody looking in? I mean, I'm sure there's lots of research going on, Sean, but is anyone, for example, looking into whether cold water as a treatment for depression or even for anxiety, for addictions and things Mm. like that? Is anyone looking at that? So so that is being investigated globally and there is ongoing research and there's a huge amount of anecdotal research now Mm. from swimmers and doctors like myself and event organizers that we know people feel better and we know that they are reducing their, you know, psychiatric psychiatric medication um, mm. and, and that's exercise in general but cold water has has something particular about it and you did mention earlier something about the vagus nerve yes. so I'll touch on that so so when you do especially long distance exercise um, whether it's a long distance marathon or a cycle you really have to get into the zone you have to clear yeah. your mind it's a type of relaxation while you're doing exercise and when you're swimming you have that electronic holiday as well you don't mm. have your phone and all of this going so so now you do a two or three or four hour swim like a long a double robin island something like that yeah you do have to clear your mind and relax and 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 we are mammals, humans are mammals, um, and we've got something called a dive reflex. Yep. So when you get in the water and your, your face goes in the water and you feel the cold, um, there's a stimulation, including the vagus nerve, which is a big nerve coming out of your brain, which tells you to relax and conserve energy. So, so now this applies especially to you know, anxious people, which mm. a lot of us are, jobs, society, all of that. When you're in the cold water, your, your brain is actually telling your body to relax and save energy and calm down. Mm. And you do that for a few hours. So not only are you saving heat and energy, but you're literally relaxing. And that's part wow. of the vagus nerve or diving reflex. Um, other, other mammals are much better than us. You know, dolphins, seals, yep. that sort of thing. They can dive for 20 minutes to hundreds of meters. But we as humans still have that reflex. Um, and that's, that's part of the kind of calming down and reducing your anxiety in the modern world effect. Yeah. Mm. You mentioned when you put your face in the water. Is it yeah. very specifically only when you put your face in the water? If yeah. you were to doggy paddle on the surface, would um, that happen? Well, yeah. being in cold water is, is definitely beneficial. But this reflex I'm describing is when your face is in the okay. water. So there's a, the nerve signal from your face into your brain and then the vagus nerve which goes out of your brain to your heart and various other parts fires. And, yep. and that's the reflex. So if you want the full benefit of the diving reflex, face got to go in the water. Okay. I did for the record. My face went into the water okay, at minus two or three degrees, good whatever job. it was, for a very short time, though. I mean, you've worked with, uh, I mean, we've had Ryan Stramrud in the studio yeah. fairly recently talking to us about um, what his body goes through when he does these extreme mm. ice swims. And you've mentioned the buzz, the high, mm. but he also spoke about the crash that comes yeah. once you're out the water. Yeah. What, what's going on? 
on in the body then? So, so what happens is when you come out the water after cold water swim, and especially what we call an ice swim, when the guys swim in under five degree water, you yep. had a quick dip in Antarctica, but I've worked with guys who do a kilometer or a mile, they're in there for half an hour. It, yeah. So when they come out the water, they stop swimming and they stop generating heat. So, so they're not generating heat anymore. Now yep. the body has to make up that heat. So you can shiver, which takes a huge amount of metabolic energy. Yeah. And, and then what happens is all that cold blood in your skin, you start vasodilating, you open up those blood vessels. And as your skin is warming up, your core is dropping. The, the blood comes back to your core. Oh. So the swimmers get worse before they get better. And we see it on short swims at Clifton Camps Bay, and we really see it in ice swims, what Ryan was talking about. Yeah. So the guys get worse, and that can take 40, 50 minutes, depends on the person, and then they get better. So they do get worse afterwards, and we don't like our swimmers to you know, come out the water and get in a car and drive off because mm. we know they're going to get worse. So when we do these long-distance swims or these ice swims, uh, it, it's such an extreme sport that nobody clears the swim until they've cleared medical. Yeah. And, and I've, I've worked with a lot of events over the years, cycling, running, all of that. It's the only sport I've worked with where you have to go from your event to medical, clear medical, and then your swim is over. So, so everybody has to have a medical beforehand for ice swimming. Yeah. And when they come out, they have to clear the medical tent. And then they're, they're allowed to leave. Yeah. Sure. And we've got a whole process to do that. We warm them up gradually. We give them not hot chocolate, warm chocolate. We use heaters. We use blankets, even body warmth if their partners are around. <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah. but, but the key for us is not to warm them up too fast because they don't like that. They get ill. They have to warm up gradually over 40, 50, 60 minutes. Mm. Um, and what you mentioned is the crash, which they have to get through. Yeah. It's a fascinating, uh, fascinating science. And just for those who might have tuned in late to the conversation, the insights you're hearing are coming from Dr. Sean Gottschalk, who is the director for Med Extreme, a specialist emergency physician who, as you can hear, has spent a lot of time around the people who are putting their bodies into these extreme cold water swimming situations. Now, a couple of questions coming in on our WhatsApp line, Sean. Somebody's saying the people who are doing cold water immersion aren't really exercising. They're just dunking into the water. Is that beneficial? So, so um, that's not really exercise, but they yeah. are in the water. And some of the things we're describing are happening. The blood flow is changing. The body has to protect the heat itself from heat loss. Mm -hmm. And then when they get out, they have to warm up again. Plus, you're in that medium. You're going from air to water and cold water. So you are getting benefits. But for the full benefits of what we're talking about, one really has to exercise. One has Do to swim. Um, okay. So yeah, they are getting benefits. And I'm sure they'll all tell you yep. what we call the bobbers. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in Camps Bay or Dalebrook, wherever they are. So, yes, definitely getting benefits, but for the full benefit, go from there to swimming. And actually do the crawl <laughs> or the breaststroke. Okay. Yes. I'd love to hear from the bobbers, by the way, if you are one of those who <laughs> believes that immersing yourself in cold water every day is having benefits for you, please do let us know. Pop a voice note to 0725671567. John saying, I can't even swim and you want me to swim in cold water. No, thank you very much. That's fine, John. Find something else to exercise with. Uh, another anonymous saying, I'm 65. I have a cold shower daily. I do get an adrenaline rush from mm. that. Now, um, let's talk a little bit more about... Um, uh, you said that the, the sort of duration of the benefits and you've mm. walked us through what is going on in the body in terms of the long term benefit this is where, where I mean I'm, I know it's an ongoing research thing Sean mm. but the suggestion anecdotally over and over again is that, mm. that that impact doesn't just last as long as the body is going through that these processes that, that something is shifting 
in people's minds or emotions. I mean, do you want to talk to us a little bit about what you think is, is happening, that they're feeling long-term benefit? Yeah, so, so you've got the physical aspect. Yep. People are getting physically stronger okay. when they swim. And, and a lot of the swimmers are swimming in the gym in swim squads and then doing open water. Yep. Um, so they're not just getting the muscle benefits on the limbs, you know, the biceps and the quads and the yep. legs. The heart is a muscle and it is getting fitter and stronger. And especially in, in the... the athletes that I see that are doing long distances, working their way up to English Channel, that sort yes. of thing. Um, and I can see it when I examine them and I do the ECGs on them. Their heart muscle is changing. It's yeah. getting thicker, it's getting stronger, their heart sure. rates are dropping. And, th- and those kind of benefits can last for years. Um, and, and, and that's why um, not only is it cardiovascular, but you spoke about the musculoskeletal stuff. If you look at guys like comrades, marathon runners, mm-hmm. you know, that's a limited duration and they all get injured. Um, yep. Whereas swimming is weight free. So a lot of the athletes come to us from triathlon or running. They have hip disorders and back and knees and now they are weight free. So yes, you can get shoulder sprains, things like that. But as a, as a general principle, the guys can swim into their 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. no problem. In terms of the mental health uh, benefits, again, you're, you're in the water, you're feeling better, you're getting that adrenaline rush initially. And then when you do the long swims, you're getting in the zone and you're going into a flow state. Mm. This is literally a flow state. Um, And um, you're clearing your head. um, And and that is generally seems to be helping over a long term period. Somebody asking how long you need to swim for to really feel the benefit. I mean, some swimming is better than Mm. no swimming and more swimming, I guess, is better than some swimming. But is there a sort of a minimum point at which you think it, it's it, to become beneficial? Yeah, so there isn't a clear answer to, the, okay. to that because some people do what you did in Antarctic and have a plunge for yeah. 30 seconds. <laughs> and then there are people globally who are you know, swimming in the English Channel and you know, 12 to 20 hours. Mm. Um, but from, from what I'm seeing over, over the many years I've worked with these guys, I think you need to work your way up um, in terms of duration and the level of cold. But I'd say at least about 20 minutes okay. um, in, the, in the kind of conditions we have in the Western Cape, where the water on the Atlantic seaboard is sort of 12 to 14 centigrade. I'd say a a good 20-minute dip will give you all the effects that we've spoken about. But don't do that on day one. You know, (laughs) work work your way up, have a dip, spend a few minutes, put your face in, take it out, and and, and then build up steadily. And sort of 20 minutes, 30 minutes, if you can tolerate, you'll start to get all the benefits we're speaking about now. Okay. Mm. Another great question in from somebody saying, I I noticed that a lot of athletes do ice baths after a game. Is it the same sort of physiological benefit that you've been discussing? Yeah, so, so, so some of that is very similar. Yep. Um, and, and the research with those with those athletes like rugby players, etc., is that they're reducing their inflammation. So they, they do um, a hard impact rugby game. They get mm. in cold water or use ice, particularly if they've got a, a, an injury like a sprained muscle. And, and they're really reducing the inflammation um, right. at that point. Um, so that would lead into a lot of other anecdotal um, evidence going on now globally with some research that people with chronic pain disorders are feeling a benefit. Mm. So we spoke about the weight-free uh, processes going on with yep. backache and knee ache, but this kind of vasoconstriction when you go in the cold, the adrenaline rush, and then the rewarming process, um, all of that seems to affect people's cr- some people's chronic pain disorders, wow. especially um, joints that aren't being used. So you use a lot of joints like the shoulders, but if people yeah. have other problems like back, knees, etc., it does seem to be helping. Um, and that may play into what we've just mentioned, the ice baths after rugby yeah. games, football games, that sort of thing.
I believe we've got one of our cold water swimmers who's popped us a voice note uh, just sharing a bit of experience about what it's meant to them. Obi, can we take a listen to that voice note, please? Loving this topic. Um, we swim with a group um, in camps there, but um, swim being the operative word, whereas a lot of people just do the immersion. So would, you mind guess, would your guest mind um, sort of elaborating a little bit on the benefits of actually swimming or whether just plunging in the cold water is enough? Okay, thanks. Sorry, we, uh, the same question came through as a text, which um, our guest has already answered. I hope you heard the, the feedback that the swimming part of the exercise is really important to the long-term benefit of it. Uh, I think we had a second voice note that, that came through from somebody who is a regular swimmer. Let's take a listen. Hi, Pippa. It's Caroline here from um, Tableview. And uh, just to let you know, I'm 63. At 61, I started bobbing. And um, I'd never really swum in the sea before, not even gone beyond my knees with my children. And I now swim regularly, um, probably at least a kilometre, five or six times a week. And uh, often two kilometres if we go a bit further, or 1.5 kilometres, depending on the water conditions. And it has been absolutely life-changing. Besides being addictive, um, it's been really, really good for my my health, my body, and my mental health. So I just thought I'd share that with you. It's absolutely a great thing to get into, and it's very addictive. Even though one struggles at the beginning, um, I used to be able to stay in about 10 minutes, then 20, and now I can do 50 minutes, um, and um, then I... Pushing it to an hour, I take quite a long time to recover, but 50 minutes or under, I'm, I'm pretty much okay these days. Just thought that was interesting for other people. Dr. Sean is giving lots of impressive nods and thumbs up here. Sean, do you want to respond to what Caroline's just said? So well done, Caroline. So, so we've mentioned some of um, the processes that, you know, you started off as a, bo- a bobber and now you worked your way up, up to 50 minutes. That's excellent. Um, and you've, you've also kind of confirmed that um, that the swimming is better than the bobbing. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I also wanted to add in terms of your physical health, swimming is un- different to other sports in that you really have to control your breathing. Mm. So we mentioned, you know, your muscles and your arms and your legs getting stronger and your heart is a pump, but you need to control your breathing um, in a totally different way to normal sport. And and we see this as physicians that people's lung function actually improves with long-term swimming, which mm. is a different benefit to other sports. Amazing. Before we hand over to the news team, quickly, where's your next extreme swim expedition taking you to, Sean? Um, well, there may be an ice swim in Lesotho in okay. July and, um, and then perhaps Mongolia at the end of the year. So I've wow. got, got a couple of interesting uh, potential ice swims coming up. Oh, well, good luck to you and to them and rather them than me is all I can say. It's been a, an absolute pleasure to have you with us. Dr. Sean Gottschalk, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thanks.